is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I like real art, like Christmas movies that came out after 1992. I'm Alonzo, and I obviously will go with any excuse to allow me to watch and discuss Christmas movies at an inopportune time of the year. And this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're back, everybody. Another Monday, which means another week in this thing we're calling 25 Weeks of Christmas Movies. It's been a journey. It's been a journey so far, Alonzo. That's one way to say it. Uh, Week number six. Yeah. Week number six. Uh, And uh, in case this is your first time, it's very simple. Alonzo is telling me of movies that are like classics that I should watch I've never seen before. And then uh, I do the same for him. But with newer ones that he probably has seen before and hates, but I love. Uh, there, there's some on that list that I haven't seen yet, and maybe this week you've hit on one. Who knows? I, I that was the goal. The goal this week, as I was looking through the list that you sent me, and some of the ones that you sent on that list, I also haven't seen. So, oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, maybe we'll do one of those together to see what happens. Um, and then on week 25, you guys can all recommend movies, and Alonzo and I will pick one of those to watch. We've got yeah. a couple come in. I feel like I saw one on social media the other week that I was like, that's a good one, but I don't remember what it was. I should have wrote it down. <laughs> and here we are now. Uh, at, Alonzo. At Hallmark Podcast or leave it on our YouTube page or whatever. That's right. Alonzo. How are you? Happy uh, Happy Valentine's. Is it Valentine's Day? No, that was last week. <laughs> I'm confused by the way in which we record this show. I don't know. I oh, Look, for the last going on three years now, time is a flat circle. No, so, uh, today, to, today is Valentine's Day. What? Oh, wow. Well, happy Valentine's And you're Day. wearing red and everything, pal. Yeah, you know, look, it fits for so many holidays. That's exactly right. That's the nice thing. If you have like you know, red lights or something for Christmas. You just keep those suckers up through February. Sure, you're, you're good like, to go. My, va- my Valentine's decorations? I can't take those down I yet. can't, can't. Like, this is, there's nothing more, more, uh, more cheery. Are you a big uh, Valentine's guy? Not really. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been uh, with my husband for 27 years. So I, I kind of look at Valentine's as amateur night, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just say, uh, we we eat a lot of chocolate, which I, yeah. I'm, I'm down for any candy based holiday. But like, I would you could not pay me to go to like some schmancy candlelit restaurant and uh, try and get a try and get a table with the people who are trying too hard. So yeah, I am pro love. Yes, no I am uh, anti people telling me <laughs> how and when to love. There you go. We love every day. But I do love candy, uh, <laughs> just like Alonzo. I, 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 so this is I love candy hearts, which is a very sure. polarizing thing. Oh, but those I, little uh, with the sayings on them. Yes, but I only oh. love sweethearts, which have become harder and harder to find due to the rise of Brock's B R A C H that has that have become the the new staple, and they're trash. And so uh, I, I have gone on the record as often as I can. To try to uh, to get uh, people to understand that yeah, rocks are trash. And if you're going to eat something that chalky, like it better be an antacid, you know. But the the sweethearts, I don't feel like are chalky. I feel no, like no, have... no. I, the, yeah, the, the kind that sweet tarts makes, right? No, 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 no. No, that's it. That's they're sweet hearts. It's okay. it's a totally different thing. Okay. There are I'll, sweet. I'll, there I'll are sweet. There are sweet tart hearts. 
Gotcha. Which aren't bad. Not this. Okay. Not this. No, these are very Uh, different. I go right for the chocolate. I'm sure you guys have some heart-shaped Reese's around Uh, the uh, Are you talking about the Reese's? You talking about the Reese's? The the Reese's, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Any excuse to eat uh, Reese's-shaped candy. Uh, Yeah. They're the best. It's better than anything else. Better than Reese's cup. Reese's. Yeah. If exactly. It's, it's all about that chocolate peanut butter proportion. And there's definitely, I think for a lot of folks, give me those holiday shapes and don't bother me with your cup. Right now is like prime because you had the football shapes as well for oh, right, the Super right. Bowl. Right, so right. it's like, there's a lot, a lot of great shapes out there right now. <laughs> I don't know what you do for Easter. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't do crosses, right? I always felt so bad as a, like, I felt wrong. Even as a kid, like getting those chocolate crosses, I was just like, this is just... <laughs> they make them real. I didn't know that was like, they had Are you... cat in them. Oh my God, <laughs> dude. It's just like a straight up cross of chocolate. And I'm like, I don't think this is what he had in mind. Mm, I don't think no. this was the, man, dude. I am going to, I am going to die for you. And in it's return, gonna be delicious. <laughs> I want it to be delicious. That's exactly right. Yeah, I think you could take the reason for the season a little far. I, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing like eating a cross and thinking about you know the story behind it. Really, just <laughs> just works. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, are you ready? Yes. To find out what it is that we're watching today. Lay it on me. This is a movie I think, Alonzo, that may have come up in your Google searches a lot last year. Hmm, okay. The movie is the 1998 classic, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Which I have never seen. Hey, we're doing it. I did it. I did it. Now, I will say this. This is not a movie that I watch every year. It's actually a movie that I only saw for the first time a few years ago, but I enjoyed it. Of course, I love Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who doesn't just Beals a delight. And so there's a lot. I'm excited to see your thoughts on this movie because it's dumb as all get out. Uh, but I, but it's uh, but but every time I would search for our book on Google, oh, right, yes. be like, are you sure you don't mean this one? And I'm like, no, no, I I I, I know why you might think that, but no. Yeah, this is book. one that I, to be honest, I, I I I knew it existed, and I wound up not even really looking at it for the book just because everything I read about it online was so very negative. Oh, it's uh, trash, dude. People <laughs> hate this movie, so I just didn't bother. But now, now is my time. Now is my now, chance to see this thing and have my own opinion. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is exactly what I assumed. I assumed you read about this movie. And you're like, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. <laughs> Basically, uh, yes. So, and I mean, right. it was, but but it is prime Jonathan Taylor Thomas, uh, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I look, I as a film critic, I live to be delightfully surprised. So I, yeah, go I, don't, into, I try to go into everything with an open mind. I don't think this is going to be it, man. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really happy for you to uh, be given the opportunity. Well, I appreciate it, sir. <laughs> the nice thing too, though, for me is I haven't seen it in a few years. Like the other movies that we've done, I could have done these shows without watching them. I watch right. them because I love them. But sure. this one, I'm gonna rewatch it, like Remember? for like, and actually like really pay attention. The other <laughs> ones are like I've seen this movie a thousand times. I could do this in my sleep. This one isn't one of those movies. But I'm so very may- may- maybe you will come around to a different uh, conclusion than before. One hundred percent. There is a chance that I watch <laughs> this again and go, man, this is very bad i know <laughs> i know i know that it's trash but i do remember liking it so sure. we'll see i mean it's all it's like it's like hallmark i know it's not good but try and <laughs> That's stop not me the point. <laughs> That's exactly right uh i mean it's jonathan taylor thomas and jessica beale so 
Let's have some fun. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll go watch it, Alonzo, yes. and then we'll come back and we'll break this movie down here on Deck the Hallmark. We're back here on Deck the Hallmark. I'll be home for Christmas movies i it's so yeah, hard, I know. Not, it's to hard not to yes <laughs> uh, i'll be home for christmas movies it's available now uh wherever you buy books but that's not what we're talking about today it's never too early to start shopping for next christmas that's right and i saw they had some deal going on or something mm -hmm. on the yeah. on the uh the plat the amazon it was like three for two four for two something rig rig something putting like it together <laughs> rig works for amazon now uh he's the new <laughs> that scan somehow <laughs> He's the new Jeff Bezos. Uh, <laughs> and somehow we still have to pay him. It's a mess out there. Uh, are you ready to dive in? I'll do a little synopsis if you don't mind. Oh, by all means. Let's do this thing. I'll be on for Christmas movies. Uh, <laughs> I just did it again. <laughs> I'll be home for Christmas. Uh, was originally released November 13th, 1998. And uh, went a little something like this. Uh, so the movie takes place with uh, Jake, who is uh, in California for college, uh, although he's not from California. He's from the East Coast. Um, and uh, he's he's in love with his girlfriend, Allie, um, although kind of just also just a jerk. He's just kind of doing things, like help, trying to help jocks cheat and stuff, but whatever. Uh, and one of the things that happens here is he, uh, he doesn't want to go home uh, for Christmas movies and uh because his uh his wife his his mom had passed away and so his dad remarried doesn't want to uh, uh, hang out with her uh but Allie, who grew up in the same town i guess uh does want to go home for christmas so despite the appealing offer uh to go with him to a beach um uh, in the caribbean she's like no i want to go home and so he then gets a call from his dad and his dad is like, are you coming home? And he's like, no, I'm not coming home. I got too much to do here. And he's like, I'll give you the Porsche if you come home by Christmas Eve at 6 PM for Christmas Eve dinner. And, uh, he's like, okay, I, I will do that. Uh, and he has all the, all, all he's planning on doing it. He's going to go with Allie. It's going to be a whole thing. And Allie are going to road trip, I guess, across the country, uh, cause college. Um, and, uh, but when a, when a deal goes bad where he's trying to help these, uh, jocks cheat, but then the bully gets interferes and they all get mad at him and they take him out into the middle of the desert dressed like Santa and leaves him there. And so the, he is then trying to get back to college. He's trying to get back to alley, but then he realizes that's not going to work. And so then he's just trying to get home to get to the Porsche and hangs out with some old ladies. He helps a police officer uh, and his and his wife get back together. He does all of these things and eventually uh, he's able to uh, to to get to get close but 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 no cigar. And Allie's getting mad at him. He, like he's she's finally found out the truth. Um, but but you know it's a whole thing. And so then he's able to get in contact with his uh, sister, uh, and she's like, "Hey, if you get on a, a plane right now, you'll still make it home." Plane. And so she's like, "I'll use all of my money, and I'll get you home for Christmas and all this stuff." And he shows up at the airport, and apparently, if you don't have an ID, I don't know if you know about this. If you don't have an ID, uh, you can't you can't get on the plane. Even so before nine eleven. I know. I know. It's a whole thing. And so then he gets on a, a train, which leads to a, a, a getting on top of a car, which leads to a horse, which leads to him going to Allie's house first. 
and saying, hey, sorry for being who I am. And then he finally <laughs> shows up at the house. He shows up in time, but he waits because it's not about the Porsche anymore. He really wants to be with his family. He's learned a lesson and everybody's happy. And then there's a parade and every and, and Merry Christmas to everyone. And that was I'll be home for Christmas. Movies. <laughs> uh, let's talk about it, Alonzo. Uh, yeah. I'll go first okay. um, and then I'll what's hand your, it off what, to what, you. What's your history with this film? I don't have a ton of history with this movie. I, 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 if you recall before the break, uh, I mentioned that I, I, I chose this movie because I didn't think that you had seen it. And I was correct. So I'm excited to hear. Uh, but I had seen this movie a few years ago. Uh, I mean, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who didn't love him back in the day, <laughs> you know, when he was at this age, uh, who knows what he's doing now. Uh, but he was a delight. And I, I remember enjoying this movie and watching it now. Uh, I, I do, I do enjoy this movie. It's definitely not on the top of any list of mine and it's not a movie. Is someone playing the recorder in the background? Or is that it's, that? it's garbage truck day. It's that magical time. In my it sounds like a recorder. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's not gonna, I'm just not gonna go on my list of movies that I'll watch every year, but I do think it's a pretty good you know, February Christmas movie. When you need some Christmas cheer, you're in the desert. He's in a Santa suit. He's trying to get home for Christmas. Shenanigans uh, ensues. And so it's a good, a good Christmas. It was, I enjoyed it and it gave me some Christmas spirit. And so uh, job well done by that. It's not at the top of any of my list, but I'm happy that I found a movie that you hadn't seen. And now I'm going to hand it over to you to hear your thoughts on it. Great. Well, you know, I know that so far, you know, on the weeks that you have picked a movie, I tend to be very negative and I don't like the film and I pick apart all the things that are wrong with it. And we're doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Uh, this movie is singularly charmless. Um, <laughs> I, like, okay. Come I, on. Like, no, look, we, we've talked about this before. Like your TV nostalgia and my TV <laughs> nostalgia are obviously way, way apart. I sure. So JTT's not doing anything for much you. Much older than you. Yeah. I, I have never actually seen an episode of Home Improvement in my wow. life. Wow. So this might be the first thing I've seen him in apart from like one Showtime movie years ago where he plays like a gay soldier or something. Um, and it's like, you know, there are, there are kid actors who get older and they still rely on like a lot of kid actor habits that they picked up along the way. Although also I could, I could definitely see some of his stuff was like, you went to the Tim Allen comedy school. Like there, he has certain like responses, like, Whoa, like, you know, he kind of reactiony things or like faces that he'll pull. We're like, that's, that is what Tim Allen would do if Tim Allen were in this movie. Um, I think to play a character who is supposed, who's like the lovable rogue, who's like the charming con man, you know, he's unreliable, you know, he's like, you know, pulling a fast one, but he's just so charming. You know, you can't, you, you can't resist. You need to be more charming than JTT is in this movie. <laughs> I think to pull that off, I'm reminded of like Jason Bateman in a, uh, in a short lived, but well-remembered TV series from the eighties called it's your move where he played the son of a single mom and uh, this guy moves in next door who's like, you know, not super rich, but like the Jason Bateman character is trying to get the mom to marry a rich guy. And so the next door guy and Jason Bateman are constantly like, 
trying to outfox each other. And it's really funny and it's charming. And, and I was just thinking about that a lot while I was watching this because I wasn't really enjoying this at all. Um, yeah, I don't feel like the character learns all that much. And when he does, it's really heavy handed. He still seems kind of smarmy at the end. So I didn't necessarily buy any of it. The song choices are very of that moment. Like, you're going to start your movie with Cool Yule? Great. Oh, it's the Cherry Poppin' Daddy's version? Mm, not great, you know. Um, yeah, I just was not, I was not feeling, there were, there were occasional laughs when the when the mean jock is trying to be poetic and he says, nobody, not even the corn, has such big ears. That's a funny line. Uh, a steak restaurant called Turf and Turf is funny. Um but overall, yeah, I just was not, I, I can see why people uh, don't care for this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, Roger Ebert, I think, said it well. He goes, this is the kind of movie for people who don't care if nothing good happens so long as nothing bad happens, which I think describes a lot of like the Hallmark universe in terms of the the, peop- the, the, the Hallmark fans who are, are like running to GAC because of whatever reasons. Like it is, it is a thing where like a movie can be boring and predictable and, you know, whatever else, as long as nothing they object to takes place in it. Also, is that a college or is it a high school? I think it's college. And I thought it was college too, but it's like there's lockers and there's that yeah. skinny kid. And like, it just, it, it, there was a very high school vibe to it for me. It didn't feel like a college. So uh, from the get go, I'm like, wait, what's happening here and why, and why is she going cross country with the, the gross jock guy? I don't know. It, yeah. But what's new pussycat? What's new pussycat? I know. I, 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 it it came on that. and I was like, this is the movie. <laughs> this is how I get them. I like that we circle back to that joke uh, that only people who have really been paying attention to the podcast will even know what we're talking about. I said, this uh, is the one that, that was going to that, like. That was, a special, uh, that was a special moment. This is directed by Arlene Sanford, who um, has done a ton of TV. You go down her IMDb page and she's directed like, every show of the last three decades, but she's only done a handful of theatrical films. And two years before this one did one that I think is actually really funny, which is a very Brady sequel, which was the second of the Brady bunch movies. Again, talking about my TV nostalgia. Um, And Gary Cole, of course, plays the dad in that one. So, you know, it was nice to see him back for this one, but he, he, he doesn't get to do much in the movie, but be on the phone and fret. I think uh, what this movie could have used uh all of the little uh off ramps uh mm-hmm. those those storylines be it the 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 old people to the guy who's actually a criminal to the waitress uh, to the to the police officer with the waitress uh none of those people are really likable uh, so it makes it a little bit tough i i i if the thi- if the like if he was learning lessons along the way but instead, what is happening is he's just kind of being, still being a con man. Like, he's just trying to... Yeah, like, that. I don't know if you ever saw Trapped in Paradise, which, again, is, like, not at the top of any of my list, but a movie I think is really funny. It's Nicolas Cage and John Lovitz and uh, Dana Carvey as three brothers who, like, go to a small town, rob a bank, 
at Christmas time and then they can't leave. There's like a snowstorm or whatever. And everyone in the town is being so nice to them, not knowing that they're the guys who stole, who robbed the bank. And the longer they stay, the worse they feel about the fact that they have like stolen money from these lovely, nice people. And so, yeah, there's a fun way to do that kind of redemption arc of somebody who's like a complete con artist, chiseler, you know, out for himself, selfish jerk who comes to understand stuff. But like this movie when JTT gives back the money that he won in the 5K to the, to the so, the, so the mayor can buy turkeys for the impoverished or whatever, it's like that comes from nowhere. Like yeah. we have not set up that he has learned anything up until this point. Um, the whole thing with the fact that everybody decides that it gets all maudlin about their relationships because of the one little kid in the hospital who really wants to go home, like that's – that's so bad that you have to do that moment as a as a joke. Like you have to be in on the joke of how corny this is. And this movie is doing it completely straight faced and straightforward. It's like, oh come on, movie. The my favorite part of this movie uh, is the early on the cheating sequence with the beepers. Yes. <laughs> like, what does she think they're doing? <laughs> just, just staring at their beepers as they. As they, yeah, yeah, that's that. You know, I, that that was that that was a scheme that seemed doomed to fail anyway. And they, you know? if we were doing a what the homework sequence, there's so many just with the school. Who's the school? Who's yeah. the kid that's helping him with all of these things? Yeah, who looks um, like he's in the seventh grade? <laughs> why? Why is JTT and Jessica Biel both in a California school, despite both being from the same <laughs> small town in New York. These are all right. questions that we don't even get to get to ask. Yeah. I, I, when I went to college, we didn't have lockers. That was strictly a yeah. high school thing. So I, yeah, it's all very confusing. <laughs> but, uh, they, but if it is a high school, that's even more like why are, but why are they both there in <laughs> yeah, high school I, exactly. in California? It's a, 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 I mean, I get people go to boarding school, I guess, but that, that does seem like a weird coincidence. And yes, we're going to, we're both going to go clear across country. Uh, yeah. I, you know, th this was, I think that moment where like JTT was a hot commodity because of home improvement, because of Lion King and, you know, Disney loves to, loves to like work it you know the the anything that takes off they're gonna like put you in as many things as possible so like yes let's build this film around him and i just i don't think i either either he couldn't pull it off as written or it needed a that script needed a few more drafts from some better writers i hear what it is you're saying i think that the movie had a bit more charm than you are like there i found i maybe it's just my love of jtt in that time period but i mm. i know he's a con man i know he's up to no good but there's something about that little little stinker <laughs> there's something about that little stinker you know if you ever watch this again this is like a this is a thing that flies by but i i managed to catch it one of the, the there's a woman who is eating at the turf and turf the the, the steak place in Nebraska, who is now plays moms in Hallmark movies. Really, she's, she's the mom in Reunited at Christmas, aka Merry Christmas Times Eleven. Right, uh, and I saw her face. I was like, I I know who that is, and I, I started <laughs> was trying to be ah yes Hallmark mom. <laughs> and that's and you were you were excited about those life choices. <laughs> You know what? I needed something to like 
keep me engage my interest because the movie was not doing it. <laughs> you know, you've hit uh, you know the the top of the mountain when you're able to pick out a background actor and I'll be home for Christmas. That's I'll in Hallmark you, movies. I could be a casting director in Vancouver at this point. I have gotten to know the face, so many faces of character actors from Hallmark movies. It's crazy. And I now know. when I see them on like shows like Yellow Jackets or like, oh, that was, and that was, and that's, you know. There you go. There you go. That's a dream come true. Uh, let's do some Christmas cheer. Let's talk about uh, the, the Christmas spirit that we got watching this. Uh, on some sort of sliding scale, Alonzo, what what number would you give this as far as Christmas cheer goes? Hmm. I mean, it's it's not great. A lot of this movie is sort of you know it's either in the desert or like on the the freeway in Nevada. You know, it's really not until the end or at least the middle. Uh, I mean, you do get the Santa five K, which is which is pretty terrific. You get. You get him in a Santa costume the entire time. By the way, in his trip home, you left out the cargo plane with the flatulent dog in the carrier. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Uh, heaven forbid we forget that. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen them do more with the parade at the end. Although I will say the gag of the the uh, the Victorian carolers having to jump out of the way of the sleigh. It was pretty funny. Although you have to ask, why are you in the street? You know, yeah. um, so I'd say like a f- four and a half. Yeah, I think I'm I'm with you on that. There's a like five, probably a five for me. I will say uh, there's like some. Uh, I got at the school. There's like this uh, guy guy in the car. The the bully. He's in the car and he's backing up, and he's got this like uh, this punk rock Christmas song that I like remember from like you know, <laughs> my punk rock days. And I'm like, what is, I, I still can't remember what the song is. I should have looked oh. it up, but you know, you know, the kind, yeah, you know that one. Uh, so I got those, those feels for sure. But I, yeah, I think it's a five, uh, you know, there, there's only so much a Santa suit uh, can save when you're in the desert. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, they, they definitely, uh, Oh, is it blink One Eighty Two's? I won't be home for Christmas. Yeah, probably. Okay. I was, I was looking at the IMDb list. Uh, you know, they, they, I will be, I won't be home for Christmas. Is that it? I won't be home for Christmas. Yeah, I will home. be home for Christmas. That's it. <laughs> um, the, uh, the school itself, it's in a very hallmarky way. It's like every square inch of it that they can hang Garland on. They do. Uh, but that because they know that we're about to be in the desert and at a gas station and you know whatever else. So, <laughs> what was this a theatrical release? Oh yeah, yeah. This came out. I, I I remember it existed and I remember seeing the reviews were not good and I just it didn't cross my radar to even go see. Not that I was like, I had not taken the deep deep dive into Christmas movies that I would later, you know. <laughs> and let's not uh, let's not uh, we haven't really talked about Jessica Biel, but she's in this. Yeah, and she's. <laughs> fine you know it's a a barely written character she's basically there to be annoyed by everyone all the time which is you know if i were a woman i think i would be also so i can relate to that um (laughs) but that's about what she gets to do and you know yeah she's she's fine she does a fine job doing that that's true um all right let's talk about movies that come to mind when thinking of this if we want to maybe uh alonzo you want a better version uh if that's kind of your thing uh something that comes to mind for you I have one, and it's, hey. a film, it's a film from the mid-80s um, directed by Rob Reiner, 
after Spinal Tap and before The Princess Bride. It's called The Sure Thing. It stars uh, John Cusack and uh, Daphne Zuniga, who went on to be on like Melrose Place and do a bunch of other stuff. And it's about... Um, it, it, it's kind of patterned on the old movie, uh, It Happened One Night. It is about uh, two college students. He's a slob. She's very type A and super organized. They're in the same class, English class. They can't stand each other. And then they both wind up sharing, doing a ride share to get cross country for Christmas. And they're, they, they argue so much that the two people driving kick them out of the car. And then they have to like hitchhike and sort of like, you know, figure out their way to get from, from, you know, the, you know, the Northeast to Los Angeles. And it is a tons more charming than this movie is and a lot funnier. And I think has that same, you know, uh, if Panda likes a road trip, you know, I think this would, that would be right up his alley. Uh, and it's a, it's a really charming film and, and, and very sweet. Like the, the love story actually winds up being really genuinely sweet, even though there's kind of a, there's a bit of a, a an air of eighties raunchiness. Like John Cusack is trying to get across country because there is uh Nicolette Sheridan plays this college girl who has been assured that he's, he has been told is a sure thing. Um, but ultimately the movie comes out in favor of, the love story rather than the sort of, you know, like uh, uh, 80s teen movie ribaldry. Yes. Uh, I just realized what would make I'll Be Home for Christmas better. What's that? Which is Jessica Biel being on the trip with him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That I makes it so. better. Yeah. That's not like, I don't even like they could have, if he would have just got to them when he sees him at the gas station early on uh -huh. and from then on they're together that takes this movie to another level because I'm thinking of Cross Country Christmas, Hallmark Channel movie from mm, 2020. Yes, yes, yes. Two of them early on, you know, they're 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 on this trip and they're and it's the same type of thing. You're they have these off ramps to these different storylines, these people, and they're uh, growing close that way. I think that's the way to do this movie yeah. and not so much relying on JTT's, uh, uh, you know, acting chops, Terry. <laughs> Yeah, because the movie goes out of their way to establish at the beginning, like what the conflict between them is and why they're different and how that's putting a hitch in their relationship. And, you know, believe me, as, as you know, Bram, when people talk about like, you know, oh, I'm seeing somebody and it might be serious. I'm like, can you take a four day road trip together and not kill each other? That I think is sort of the test of any new couple. If they really want to, if if they want to take it to the next level, four days in a car will let you know whether or not you're compatible. That's right. That's right. But the Porsche. Uh, <laughs> we did it, everybody. Congratulations. I'll be home for Christmas. Hope you watched it. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Alonzo, next week it's your turn. I yes. will now take off my headphones and allow you to tell the people what to watch over the next week. Okie doke. Okay. So we're still in the 1940s, but we're up to 1947, which is a big year. We're going to be here for a while. And we're going to kick off the 1947 movies um, with the very charming uh, comedy. It happened on Fifth Avenue, which uh, one of the trivia notes is that uh, this is a movie that Frank Capra thought about uh, making himself uh, and then wound up doing It's a Wonderful Life instead. Okay. All right. Oh, I heard some... So I'm real excited about that. That's going to be real good. Um, until then, may we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas.
Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com.